Everybody, well, we are back again on another Wednesday episode of Switch Like Southeast Texas Talks. I'm your host, Buster Caballero. This is a live webcast about your applications, tech tips, engineering, innovative solutions, all about your industry. We are from Switch Like Southeast Texas here in the Houston area. And if you are familiar with what our capabilities are, you are going to learn a lot more today. Logan, who do we have? Uh, welcome. Good to see you again, buddy. Welcome. Who do we have on the guest show today? Yeah, so today we have Nathan Perkins, and Nathan is our on-site field services advisor. So we're going to have him on today. We're going to ask him some questions. He's going to tell us some of his best practices about quantifying leaks, reducing emissions, and increasing your safety and, and lowering your costs. So welcome, Nathan. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And good to see you again. So yeah. I want I want to get one thing out of the way this morning for you, Nathan, because uh, I've worked with you for eight years. And Logan, I don't know if you experienced this, but on a call one time at a customer, I introduce Nathan, and then he says, "Call me Nate." So <laughs> what are we calling you today, Nathan? Nate? Whatever, Nathan, Nate. That's <clears throat> all the same, right? Nate, dog. Yeah. So uh, Nathan, thanks for joining us. Tell us about yourself. You know, how long have you been with Swedgelock? What's your experience? Basically, your or your superhero origin story. Nice. Um, <clears throat> so I've been with the company for 13 years now. I um, actually was hired in the warehouse slash integrated services. That's when uh, Swedgelock was trying to start the custom solutions. So I came in on that. I was in custom solutions for like eight plus years. And then just in the last year or so kind of went full-time role into the uh, field service advisor position. Awesome. So field services, Nathan, what, what is it? Yes. So uh, there's multiple programs that are tied with the field services. Um, Some of them is uh, on-site commissioning. We do, um, come out <clears throat> we're on site with the customer to uh oversee installation any any issues that could arise um basically the to be the eyes and ears and make sure everything goes smoothly um the other one is a uh, hose advisory we come out same thing is um we can do mapping uh do inspection on hoses uh, visual inspections on hoses make recommendations we have um Compressed gas leak detection, and that's uh, looking for leaks out in the plant. Uh, energy emissions is is a big concern out there in, in the facilities, and we can come out and look for leaks and save the uh, customer a lot of uh, time and money. And one of the newest ones is the uh, on-site orbital welding consulting, where same thing, we're on-site during a project, uh, orbital welding, and... Um, we help with purging and uh, best practices out in the field. All right. Well, that's awesome. So you talked about hose advisory services is one of the things that you mentioned. 
Can you can you tell us more about that? Unpack that one a little bit for us, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so hose advisory. So we have a um, a tablet that goes along with it, an OIS tablet, and we've been using that lately with this. And we can go out into the field. A lot of customers have um, a preventative maintenance program, typically, and um, but they might need in their hoses to be located all throughout the plant. So we can take a picture, put the description in there, print out a full report, and then um, put a bomb in there if anything needs to be replaced or if we have any concerns with the application. That's great. So when you go out on site, you, you mentioned a tablet. Can you tell us a little bit more about the tablet and what its capabilities are? Yeah, the, so the tablet has a little bit of everything to it. So it actually collects all the data. Uh, from part description to uh, location in a facility. You can tag it with a picture or GPS. Um, there's a, a ton of different fields that you can fill out uh, just depending on uh, what what we're being brought out there to do. Oh, that's great. That's great. So I'm sure we could talk about that one for quite a while, but let, we're going to move on. So we touch on all of these. Um, Compressed gas leak detection, Nathan, how do we do that? Um, what kind of tools do you use to do that? And, and how's that different from just a energy survey like we've been doing for years? Okay. So, it, it, the, well, let's start with the energy survey. So the energy survey, typically, we used to come out there with just snoop and we would spray fittings, look for the leaks, <clears throat> you know, write it down. It was a half inch you know, tube fitting compression in, um, large leak, small leak. And um, basically it was just showing the, the difference between our product and competitor products, right? So uh, it gave us a lot of data for the factory to come back just to show, how, you know, the, the quality that Swage Lock is. So with the compressed leak detection, now we still use Snoop, but we also use an ultrasonic gun. So it picks up the turbulence um, from a leak, and then we can quantify that leak. So by quantifying it, we can actually tell you what that leak is costing you uh, on an annual basis. That's awesome. So after you do one of these, do you, you come out with a report that's able to tell you all these things? Correct. So there's a, that's when we use the tablet also. <clears throat> and... Uh, so it also prints out a bomb. So if you need to do any replacement of valves or uh, if you're trying to put together a scope for uh, one of your contractors to come out and service where all these leaks are. So we, we tag it with a picture also. And uh, what we can actually um, categorize them off of um, like an urgent fix down to something that, you know, it's a small leak that you could take care of later. So that way you can have a bigger return on it uh, instantly. Well, that's okay. So, the way you do this, you, you mentioned ultrasonic gun. Can you tell us a little bit more about that tool and how it's able to quantify these leaks? Right. So it picks it works off of decibels, right? So there's when there's a leak, <clears throat> there's a line under pressure and there's a leak, you have air gas that's coming out, right? So it makes a uh, makes a high pitched noise. So this gun can single it out and uh, then we can pick up the decimal readings and then we convert that into figuring out the PSI off of the uh, inlet and then with the decimals, then we can come out with what that leak is actually costing. 
that facility. And how how much of a range does this ultrasonic gun have? How, how far away can it pick up? Oh, man. It, well, it depends on the leak, right? So um, one time we pulled up to a facility, and we were out there for a couple of days. We're in a small unit. And when uh, I pulled the gun out, I kind of tuned it in before I get started. And so I got headphones on, and I got the gun on my hip and pulling the trigger. And I picked up turbulence like, a noise right away and it was loud so didn't know what was going on trying to figure it out so I just kind of like started walking through the field in this unit to figure out what this noise was so we were probably 75 foot 100 foot away uh, on a second story and we found a huge leak up there and it was actually a, a gauge that was blown out and it was just on a half inch line just dumping out nitrogen so you can pick it up pretty far depending on how much pressure is in the line. So typically they range from five decimals is usually the smallest leak that we can pick with, pick up with this. Um, and then it goes up from there. All right. Uh, sorry about that guys. We were experiencing a little bit of technical uh, glitch in the background as well as screaming kids. So uh, yeah, sorry about that <laughs> fellas. Uh, the joys of working from home in this new environment, right? Yeah. So, uh, when you have the, the two-year-old, the four-year-old and the seven-year-old. So, uh, Nathan, you, you touched on a lot of the subjects already on here, the, the gun, the hose advisory, um, everything that you're doing right now, um, are these services just like a standard item that you're doing? Like when you come out for a hose audit, for example, do you have a procedure that you follow and we do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this. And for right. the compressed gas or any one of those, how, how does that work in the field for our, for the customers? So, yeah, so we, we kind of stopped doing just the basics. So we offer a basic, right. But we've learned that all these facilities operate completely different. So we custom tailor it around what you're looking for. That's tied with say your, your preventive maintenance program. So one of our customers wanted us to come out and a brand new facility, they, they just built this, they're not even live yet. And um, they wanted, part of their preventive maintenance program was to change out their hoses every couple of years, right? Depending on um, if they're a process hose or just an air hose. And um, so they told us up front, they were like, look, this should only take a couple of days. Uh, we have about 120 hoses, 122 hoses in the facility. And um, so we started with that. But then when we get into the field, we ended up finding like almost 700 hoses. Because uh, a lot of these um, process hoses that are coming into these plants are on equipment already or being tied. So they don't show off of P&IDs. So they based everything off of the, the P&IDs for that plant. And turns out that was only like less than a quarter of what they were going to be uh, wanting to survey out there so we went out there like i said it's a total of like 700 hoses um from quarter inch up to two inch and um we mapped every one of them we actually gps them also and then um created this full report put it in a um package like uh, like a book so that way they could always reference it. So if they need to go out to a certain piece of equipment and change out that hose before they had to go out there into the field and take measurements and all that, they could actually just reference the book 
order the hose in and then make one trip out into the field to have it fixed. So Nathan, with that, it's not just though identifying, oh, here's where a hose is. You're also taking a look at, is it installed correctly? Is it the proper hose for that application? Is that, you know, is it installed correctly, right size, all this Teflon versus metal, right? Yep. Right. So we, we make a ton of recommendations also while we're out there. Uh, not, not just on the hose. Uh, we kind of take the scope a little bit farther. And if we see any safety concerns, we like to bring that up also. Uh, tripping hazards or if we think something needs to be supported better or um, interchanged fittings or if we, like you said, on the hoses, if you have the wrong hose in that application, we like to work with it, even the, with the engineers to make sure that it's corrected before it goes back into the field. Thanks, man. We do have some questions coming in. We are going to get to the questions at the end of the show. Uh, got a really good one right here uh, from one of our viewers. So guys, if y'all do have questions right now, you're tuned in, go ahead and put them in the Q and a, and then we'll get to those at the end of the show. So, all right, Nathan, we've talked about hose advisory services um, and, and everything that's involved with that. And I'm sure we'll have some questions on some specifics of, the, of those things. And we've talked about compressed gas leak detection. You mentioned some other things that you do on site. What, uh, what are some of these other things? And can you tell us a little bit more about those? So uh, on-site commissioning is just having somebody on, on, on site when they go to install a piece of equipment, um, something that's built out of our assembly solutions department, you know, or a panel. That way that we can troubleshoot, we can actually train on site how to operate it. Say it's a grab sample panel, conditioning panel, anything like that. And uh, we're just on site to make sure everything's installed properly, that, you know, they're following the swage lock specs on how to properly make up the fitting, how to tie it in. And uh, that way, if there's anything that pops up, it can be addressed immediately. So while I'm there, I'm also backed by our engineering department. So I have, you know, Trey, Brandon, Vitor on call at any time. So if we end up running into an issue, they could come out or they can help me troubleshoot over the phone. So just having that extra extra backing that support, you know, uh, to be on site to help the customer out. The yeah, other one, one time, Nathan, we had, we had put together, you know, an assembly in our assembly solutions group, and you'd gone out to the customer because they weren't comfortable actually getting it installed using our, you know, benchtop bender and, and some other tools. How, how did that work out? Oh, well, it's weird that you brought that one up. Um, it worked out good. So, I mean, just to be on site, you know, because of my background of working in custom solutions and I'm real familiar with all the tools and equipment and, and I've run the tubing and a lot of these guys per se, they're not as trained on say the benchtop bender or the electric bender as they are a hand tube bender. So to have me on site also to help with that, to kind of direct them on how to put it in the unit, you know, how to do the correct calculations off of it. Um, you know, they're not using this all the time. So you might be trained on it one time, but then you lose it. So then you get into the field and you're trying to get this installed. So that's another thing is, is having one of us on site, you know, for that. So Nathan, you know, we're known for tube fittings. We're known for regulators, our hoses, all these things. Uh, this service side, who, if it's usually tube fittings, you know, or valves, we get calls from that 
analyzer group, the INE group, or the labs, different areas engineering, who's calling us right now? And, and I know the answer and Logan knows the answer, but for those watching, who who are you working with in what areas of facilities uh, for, with these services? Is it just one in particular or? No, it's, it's, it's a wide range, right? Exactly what you're saying though. You know, it's, it's um, the INE, you know, maintenance, the contractors that are out there, the engineering, um, you know, we've been called out on site because they're adding on a piece of equipment or they're adding on uh, or updating a unit and they want to make some modifications. So they ask us to come out and do some recommendations, especially on, you know, on hoses. Um, but it's, it's the same phone calls you're probably getting all the time, right? It's mm-hmm. the core INE, the maintenance shop, you know, and the engineering departments in these facilities. Mechanical and reliability. And, yeah. and, and it's not just, it's not just plants per se, right? Correct. So I say plants, we do a lot of work with the plants because there's a lot of plants in our territory, <laughs> but uh, I've worked with the OEM side. Um whenever they're specking out or they're about to create, you know, a piece of equipment that's going out into a field someplace per se. And uh, they want some help on hose lengths or bend radius or flow, any of that with hoses. I've been on site on the beginning end of that. Right. Um, We've also, um, you know, helped out in labs. A lot of our labs are research labs, you know, looking for leaks. Or, you know, hoses also in that one. So, Nathan, when we're talking about these services, and and you've kind of hit on this already, but are these services standard that you can pick from a menu, or or do we tailor these to the specific customer needs? So, uh, well, it's it's kind of like when you go out to a restaurant, right? I mean, there's a menu, but then you always want to have it your way. So you cut the lettuce and cut the onion. So it's the same thing. So, I mean, we we have a basic menu, and then uh, we custom tailor it, you know, to fit the customer. So if if they want us to, to help with the preventative maintenance program, you know, we can help write that or work alongside with them. And, and it's good you said that, you know, write a preventative maintenance program is – uh, just for example, on the hose procedures, the hoses have become a hot ticket item in the field because they're everywhere, but very few facilities actually have a hose maintenance program or they have one, but it really could use some updating, some upgrading, things have changed. How yeah. how has our services right now impacted our customers in that way? So majority of the facilities we deal with, they have a preventative maintenance program, but it's old, right? So this is back before customers even cared about hoses. They just, we would run hoses. They would run hoses until they failed. And then once they failed, they would just change them out and put the exact same hose back in until it failed again. So, and that's one of the things that we would come out for. And, um, you know, we, we want to troubleshoot why that hose is failing. A hose shouldn't fail. Um, so we try to troubleshoot that. And like I said, then, you know, there's a lot of preventative maintenance that goes with it. That's the point of it, right? And that's making sure that you're not having hose failures. Because hose failures lead to down equipment, 
production costs and you know, possibly even injury. So, you know, to, to be out there on the front end of that, to help the customers, you know, identify and train them on these issues. So that way they can see it when they do their, you know, inspections or we can come do our the inspections, either one. So we've got customers that's got us on, you know, to come out and uh, annually to inspect their hoses, just to have an extra set of eyes that are coming out there. You know, you get displacement when you're out there in these facilities and you're looking at the same thing over and over and over again. So have that extra set of eyes to come out there and make the recommendations or identify a safety or a hazard, you know, is uh, it's pretty big value for our customers. Nathan, what's the, what's the biggest value? What's the biggest impact that a customer receives from our field services, in your opinion? Um, well, I think it's the ease, right? So I think that I feel like personally, a lot of these uh, facilities, these plants, our customers, the turnover rate, a lot of these younger engineers that are coming in are these younger um, employees, they don't have that background yet, you, you know, that per se we have because we've been in this for a long time. Um, so the the younger engineers, I, I work with them a lot because they don't know. So it's a lot easier for me to be on site to work with them on that and help them and direct them, you know, and, and answer their questions. Um, you know, it's a younger generation out there. I feel like I'm not that old, but, you know, I, I've seen it. I, I've worked on a project. And I was in the field for uh, several months. And in that several months, I worked with five or six different engineers because they were turning over so quickly or they were moving to different departments. So I think we bring a lot of added value, um, you know, to that. So is that what, is that, did I answer that question? I know I kind of. No, that's, that's, that's perfect. And and you're right. The flat bill keeps you looking young, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's that sweet. Log. I had to. I had to represent that swage lot. I like it, man. I like it a lot. So well, I guess we can we can go ahead and, and hit up Q and A. Um, Logan, before we do that, I, you mentioned something, Nathan, and I want to ask this one question for you. Uh, you know, you mentioned the menu and then wanting to order it a certain way. Now, one of the things I like to do if I'm going to go out to a very nice restaurant, there's always the one question I like to ask is, "What's off the menu?" Yeah. So has have you had any requests for something maybe off of our menu? Oh man. That a customer has asked us to do and then you you were able to figure it out and do it. Because I know we're we're pretty flexible. We were able to pivot on on our jobs real quick. Has anything like that helping happen? Um well yes. And that's kind of like where the uh the on-site weld consulting came from. So we didn't know there was such a big need for that. Um, but like I said, with, with my background, I've done 90% of the welding for our, our, um, our location. Um, I do the training for it. So, and over the years I've worked with so many customers just taking those phone calls and trying to help them troubleshoot issues with, you know, onsite welding. So we're not actually doing the welding but I can be on site to troubleshoot anything that arises. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it happens, you know, you have yeah. a lot of purge issues, those fittings get expensive, you know, especially some of those welded valves. So you burn up a valve that's, you know, $400 or, you know, an $80 T. So just uh, to, to be on site, you know, with that. So, and then 
I mean, we always get strange requests. I think that's just normal. Um, I just can't think of anything like on the spot right here besides the little one. Threw that one for a loop. So, uh, yeah, Logan, take us into the Q&A time. All right. So um, before we get into Q&A, I guess we we could talk a long time about any one of these things that that Nathan has discussed today. We could probably have a full show on hose advisory or compressed gas leak detection. We will have a show on hose advisory, a full show on hose advisory. If, if there's anything that you guys that are listening would like to for us to do one of these on, let us know and we'll, we'll make that a, a priority. Um, but getting into the Q and A, uh, Nathan, we had a we had a question. I'm going to click answer a little here um, on the ultrasonic leak detection gun, and that question is: Can you find vacuum leaks, and if so, to what level of vacuum? Can oh we- man, of course, yeah. That the answer or the question I can't answer. So yes, you can use it to find vacuum leaks. I have not used it for vacuum leaks. Um, that was part of the training that I went through. And uh, to put an, an actual ratio range on that, I, I just can't. Um, I don't know how to answer that. So that's a good question. Maybe we send something to that guy, whoever asked that. Maybe we need to set up an on-site consultation with that one. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll reach out to you sir and see what's what's the application y'all are working on right now because now now we're intrigued this is what we like intriguing questions yes that was that was a great question um all right another one here what's the biggest cost savings that you've come across while helping a customer oh man well well some of it you can't put a value on right especially like safety but um on the compressed gas leak detection one of our customers called out and we did, we only did half their plant, their facility. Um, and, um, all they were doing basically was trying to check a box and they had us come out. So we went through and we ended up finding, we ended up finding like seven, 800 leaks. And, um, a lot of those leaks, uh, were pretty small. You know, I mean, it's typical to have leaks in a plant, right? So, I mean, we, you run into it not saying that it's okay or, or it's good, but um, a lot of these leaks were hydrogen and helium leaks. So it's added cost. You know, that helium's expensive, you know, and then hydrogen's more of a concern. So total, that one came out to over $350,000 in an annual saving of what they were spending on gas alone. So That's pretty awesome. Who's getting their lawn cut today? <laughs> Say you, Logan. Oh, it's not. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Nathan, to go into a lot of these facilities, you know, we have to have certain credentials. Yeah. How does how does that work for you? Like making sure you have proper, you got to have your proper ID, but you know, Twig, Basic yeah. Plus, right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're, co- you're that's the common, right? The Twig, the Basic Plus, the site specific. Um, but to go along with like the hose advisory, so I'm a I'm a hose advisor. I've been trained by Swagelock Factory on hoses to be able to make recommendations. So that is a training class that I've taken up there. It's a week long training class just for hoses. Um, on the gas leak detection, I've taken two different classes on that that are two weeks you know, or a week each to be able to uh, provide this service out there. Um, the orbital welding, um, ASME section nine and 
hold a lot of different qualifications along with that and also a level two examiner. Nice. You've been around the block. I've been around the block. Yeah, I've done a little bit of all of it, right? 13 years. There you all go. Right. So, all right, that's, that's all the Q&A we really have. But before we before we end, Nathan, let's let's have you you give something away. Oh. We're going to give something out for free. Oh, what? Like yeah. some advice? Yeah. So, oh, nice. something yeah, that I, people that are listening to us right now, um, some some piece of information that you can give people so when they're out in the field that they can use, say, for hoses. Like, what's what's a best practice for hoses that people can use? Well, yeah. So, you, using the uh, right hose for the application, right? Um, we run into this a lot. Um, I would say nearly every single time I've been into a plant, we find the wrong hose in an application. So, on compressed gas, helium, hydrogen, anything with the smaller molecules, right? It, these hoses permeate. So, and the longer they're in, in the field, the more they're going to permeate, right? If they're deadheaded and they're just holding pressure on them. So, I always say that if it's if it's a compressed gas, you should have a metal core hose on there to stop that uh, permeation. So it's just a waste, right? It's a waste of gas. Uh, well, thanks, Lou. Oh, uh, thank you, Nathan. I uh, appreciate that. I'm sure everybody watching right now appreciates that also. So uh, we're running up against our time limit right now. Our producer behind the scenes is telling us it's a time to wrap up. So. Uh, Logan? Yeah. So again, Nathan, thanks a lot for coming on. If, if anybody has any more questions for Nathan, please feel free to email us, um, reach out to us. We'll, we'll put Nathan's info there. Well, it is there on the website, but um, you, you know how to reach out to us. We'll talk a little bit about the show next week. Um, next week, we're going to have Josh Anderson on the show, and he's one of our fellow technical advisors who used to be an operator at, at one of the, the plants here locally. So we're going to have him on, um, talk about plant operations a bit and how he was able to use that experience to come in and help develop a solution for steam lances, which, which is something that we hadn't really gotten into before. So please tune in next week and every Wednesday at, at 9 o'clock. And if you've got something you'd like us to talk about, let us know. We will do it. Nathan, again, thanks for joining us on uh, our show here. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time out. I know you're busy right now, uh, so we're going to let you get back in the field. For all of you watching, if you have any questions, you can find us at sscet.swagelog.com. On there, you'll find the past episodes from this show. You'll also find a list of our services, such as that Nathan talked about today, and a lot more of our applications. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn, where we share a lot of our technical information. And of course, on Facebook and Instagram, usually you can find a good little story of something happened on around there and some posts. Uh, go ahead, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. This is going to be a show for y'all. We actually, you know, we're doing this for free right now. So if you can, please share with your friends, share with a colleague, somebody you feel might get some information from this. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, just stay safe out there and we'll see y'all next Wednesday, guys. Have a great day. See you next week. See y'all later. Bye.